Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Well, I am often asked, who should I hire as a trainer? And sometimes I actually feel like it is a complete loaded question because so much actually goes into this decision and it's almost like choosing your therapist. The questions today... Do you want to be a trainer? Are you looking to be able to hire that trainer? So today's podcast is with Connie Bolio, who's the founder of CU Fit Personal Training uh, and one of the people who really helped shape the fitness industry here in Canada. With that being said, welcome to episode nine of Living Your Life with Leanne Lang. The podcast is brought to you by Extension Marketing. And for more information, you can always check out extensionmarketing.com. Connie, it's so nice yes, to have you here. to be here. Uh, and we were just joking because we had so many years of, of you being a regular contributor on right. my Today's the Day with CTV Morning Live. So it's nice to right. reconnect. Thank you. I appreciate being here. It's great. I'm excited for this one because we are really talking about the fitness industry uh, right. with it, in a general sense as well. And so you've been in this industry for 20 years. Yep. <laughs> I'm assuming there has been a drastic change uh, oh, yeah. in the industry from the time you started to what we're seeing now. Right. Totally. And we're talking from you know, methodologies and the way people train and the way people work out to, um, you know, where they find their information, uh, you know, where trainers find their information, where the general population finds their information. And I find that the biggest thing in the, twen- in the last 20 years is we're in an information overload um, place right now. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, we've had a lot of changes when it comes to science and fiction and, and a little bit of everything. Okay, I'll, I'll be honest with you. <clears throat> I'm on Instagram Right. Okay. You know, <laughs> I, you know, I can spend my day if I wanted to scrolling through my feed totally. and, and having, you know, you know, 10 different trainers with these bodies that I would die for, totally, yes. you know, kind of putting all the information out there. I, I mean, right. it, you, it's everywhere. Right. And so you nailed it. I think social media has really drastically changed um, the industry. Uh, some positive and some maybe not so positive. And so when you talk about Instagram, um, you know, it's good in a way because people are are finding um, trainers or, or fitness idols or icons that, that they love and they they idolize and they and they follow and so every day they're they're motivated and then they're inspired by these individuals which is fantastic um, and some of these individuals um, have you know thousands of, of followers um, and so you believe that I mean if 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 all these people are following them, they must know what they're doing. And if they look fantastic, um, I got to do what they do. Um, and then on the other side, you have some um, veteran trainers, per se, uh, that that aren't really into the whole social media realm. You know, like we, it's 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 all new for us. And and so um, so yes, it's it's great. Social media is fantastic, and people are are finding their way through social media and through Instagram and following trainers there. Um, but also they're 
you know, we want to make sure we stay focused on the science that's out there and, mm-hmm. and, and choosing the right way um, and doing things correctly. Okay. Yeah. How did you, let's, like, how did you actually get into the business? Right. So, um, I mean, I started right out of high school. Um, you know, I thought I wanted to be a physiotherapist and then um, working as an assistant, I realized that I wanted to be on the preventative side. Um, so I wanted to be more on the conditioning side of things. So I went to university, I went to college, I obtained my degrees and my diplomas and I became certified um, and I started working with people. Mm-hmm. So you get into the industry um, as a trainer, as you know, as this coach, you start on the larger scale of things, working for you right. know the the big guns, right? <laughs> the, big commercial, yeah, big, big commercial gym. clubs. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Okay. What what was the decision? What are the benefits to kind of starting out that way, and then how does it kind of morph yeah. into something else? Great question. I think what a lot of people when they're starting out. A lot of trainers are entrepreneurs by heart, um, and they want to get out and they want to start their own business. They want to open their own gym. They have these these great dreams, which is fantastic. Um, but for me and, and my own personal journey, starting through a commercial health club was fantastic because you're surrounded by a team of people that can help you and guide you and mentor you. Um, you're also able to watch what's going on. Um, you're also in front of, you know, thousands or hundreds of people of members that need your help um, so you're you're right there in front of people um, so I really do believe in starting that way um, mm-hmm. to really just immerse yourself into that culture and the environment okay am I fair to say that I listen I am a member of one of those big yes. gym franchises uh-huh. uh, and I sometimes get incredibly frustrated when I walk by the sales pitch oh yes Mm-hmm. And it drives me insane. Like I want right. to be able to say to the person who's getting the pitch, like, <laughs> could you, like run. You know, you don't, you don't. Yes. You know, it's like I, I. It's an unfortunate side, but there really is a sales pitch side to it. Yeah. Am I fair to say that without? Totally. I'm not knocking it. Yeah, but for sure. I mean, it's unfortunate that some people feel that it's pitchy, and it's unfortunate that some people present it as a pitch, um, because in the end, we're there as as a, an entire industry to change people's lives and to help them feel better, become healthier, become fitter. Um, when you walk into a facility, and you have the staff that are more um, pushy and more salesy, um, you know, they're there fulfilling goals. Um, because they have mandates. They have mandates. Right. I, mean, I mean, it's a business, right? And so at the end of the day, um, in order to keep the doors open, they need members. Um, and so unfortunately, some of the staff take this just a little too far and, and lose sight of what the mission is. And if our mission is to help people and to change their lives and to, and to really believe that where we are, the facility we're in is going to make that happen, it should happen naturally. And so I hear you because I've been in clubs where I've seen um, – a trainer actually in front of a gentleman who was in his late 80s um, and he was he wouldn't let him leave and he was really trying to force him into this sale of personal training three times a week um, for a year you know and, and for this man it was overwhelming he had never trained before in his life and so to be told by this you know early 20 year old jock uh, that he needs to come in three times a week um, for a year and to commit right up front, that's sometimes really intimidating. Right. So yes, there is unfortunately sometimes too much of an aggressive sales type behavior. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. that was one of the things. I just was like, let them come in, let yeah. them feel it, let them exactly. get it. And then they'll look around and be like, oh, 
I'm walking around the gym doing, walking around not knowing what to do. Right. Let me kind of get to this organically that I want to be able yeah. to have. It's just one of the things that really drove me crazy. Yeah. How do people get into this industry? Because I want to talk about the fact that you actually are responsible. If you've got trainers out there, you're actually one of the people responsible for certifying right. and, and, and letting those people back into these gyms and training them. So what right. goes into, you know, for someone trying to get into this industry or wanting to become a trainer, what goes into the certification yeah. process? So a lot of times when people want to become personal trainers, um, it comes from either a passion, so they like to work out, and mm-hmm. so they want to do that as a job. Or um, maybe it comes from a pain. So maybe they, in their you know, previous years, were overweight and they lost weight. And so that fitness healed them. Um, or maybe you know, they, they're clinically depressed and they know that through exercise, it makes them feel better. So they want to help others. And so um, basically, that's where that passion starts. And then from there, um, to become certified, there's various uh, ways to become certified and especially now uh, with the online world um, there's so many organizations that you could become certified with so obviously I recommend okay okay <laughs> I recommend um, you know if, if you're young and that's your passion I recommend going through um, the university and college uh, avenue right so you're going to get your base knowledge you're going to get all of that strong science background that you need to become an educated professional um, but beyond that, if you're a little bit later or if what, what programs then are you, so you've got a, a yeah. kid right now who's, you know, 18, 19 and wanting to do this, sure. what programs are they applying for? Mm-hmm. So human kinetics, um, mm-hmm. in any of the universities is a fantastic program, right? So they'll do everything from, you know, dissecting cadavers to, mm-hmm. to learning about exercise physiology, psychology, and all the aspects that we need when we're working with people. Um, and then you have college programs, you know, um, I did a university degree and I did a college program. And to be honest, my college program really prepared me um, practically mm-hmm. to work with people. And I did um, fitness and lifestyle management through George Brown College, which at that point was the best um, program across Canada. Um, but there's also there's others, right? They're popping up in a lot of the colleges now because it's so much more popular. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the first thing is the education is still is still required. What is happening on these online certification programs what's working for them and what are they lacking right and so education you know a degree to diploma is is obviously the best way to go um beyond that we do have um you know weekend certifications or online certifications what's lacking in the online world is they don't know who's sitting behind that computer so i've known people that have written the exam for someone else and that someone else receives the certificate in their name so for example, if you wanted to take the certification, I could do your exam, and then Leanne Lang is certified because you're the one that applied. Uh, so there's no, there's a little bit of control lacking there mm-hmm. as far as the industry goes. Um, in-person uh, certifications, um, I believe, have more of a control on that because mm-hmm. you see who your, your person is, plus you're getting that live interaction. Um, so, yeah. Is it... Is it possible for an individual to know, or should people be asking a potential trainer Great question. for their certification, or where they studied, or where they got this from? Great question. I am a firm believer <laughs> that everybody should know who they're hiring. Absolutely. And don't take for granted the fact that you see them in a health club, that they're certified. Because quite often, um, or not quite often, but sometimes they're not quite there yet. And so, um, you know, they may be in a process, which is fine, but you as a buyer and as the 
as a client, you need to know who your trainer is and what their background is. So yes, ask them for their credentials, ask them for their certificate, and and don't be ashamed. Like don't be afraid to ask for that because mm-hmm. you you deserve to know. You're paying a lot of money for a personal trainer. Uh, the other thing I will mention though, with the online uh, certifications and the um, you know the weekend certifications, they're great, but they're very limited time. And so when you come out of that, you have to continue your, your education, and you have to do so by doing other online courses, reading uh, books, doing some research, um, attending events, those type of things. These are the things that we want to make sure people are staying accredited every year. Okay, so mm-hmm. you are you are certifying personal trainers. But having seen the changes or the change in science or studies yes. or, or what is actually evolving in products and new ways of working out, how often should trainers be continuing their education? Mm-hmm. Or you would hope that as self-motivators, yes. they want to be on top of what's happening in the industry. Yes. But should there be or would you like to see recertifications or you know yeah. th- things that they should be doing for sure. On top of their game. for sure. You know, we come and we are in an industry that is not regulated, which is like shocking because we are in charge of people's lives. And so my There's no regulation like Right. Right? Shocking. Okay, I'm I am surprised, yeah. Right. So as a veteran trainer and, and a lot of my veteran colleagues, our number one passion is to see this industry become regulated because we are we are responsible for people's lives right and so because there's no regulation it means that there's no one really policing every single trainer out there whether or not they're still educated or not educated still certified Mm -hmm. Um, now you have organizations that they're certifying bodies so if they have certified you uh, through a course and provided you with a certificate um, every year in order for you to maintain that that certificate's um, validity, Mm -hmm. you have to ensure that you provide continuing education credit. So you have to prove that you've attended an event or you did some online training. And if you don't, then you become expired and then you can no longer be insured. But we don't take that for granted because there's a lot of people out there that are operating like that with an expired certificate, with no certificate, or with no insurance. So there, you usually are insured, or you yes. are insured if you have the proper certification. Exactly. So if you're working for a large health club, you are insured through mm-hmm. their uh, organization. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a you know a, a manager of that organization, you want to make sure your people are certified because they're only covered if they are certified. You are the one, Connie, <laughs> doing the certification. Right. Have you, over the years, not certified someone? Oh, yes. Uh, based on, you can just tell that they Absolutely. don't know. Absolutely. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's a real tough place to be because you don't want to fail anybody. But the reason why I got involved into, pers- into certifying, which was five, uh, six years into my career, uh, is because I was a manager uh, for two commercial health clubs and I saw what was coming in. And you mentioned the sales approach and, and you got to understand as a business, personal training is a large part of the business. So as the top, they want to see lots of trainers coming in to keep the business flowing. Uh, and what I was seeing is, these trainers being um, hired that were not of great quality, that really um, did not take their job seriously as a professional. And so that's when I said, do you know what? I wanna get behind the certification process because if I can do my part in passing the people that needed to be passed and, and not allowing the people that um, 
you know, the people that aren't ready to coach them through and then get them ready to be certified. Mm -hmm. um, but yes, so I was kind of known actually as the strict <laughs> um, um, instructor that just, I just don't pass everybody. And so, you know, I, I firmly believe that you have to be ready when you're on that line. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, I would fail people. <laughs> Can, could you tell pretty quickly who was really passionate about what it was they were doing that they, you knew that they were going to be a good trainer totally. or could you also tell those that were just kind of flying by and this was kind of hundred percent, hundred percent. As I mentioned, yeah, yeah, as I mentioned, people want to become personal trainers because they have a passion or a pain that was healed through fitness, is what I believe. And so, yes, you will have the people that will come in that sit in the front that are very uh, engaged in the um, in the course, um, and they're very passionate and they're willing to learn. And those people, uh, for sure, you know, will be successful for years to come. And you have others that come in uh, that maybe look great themselves and have done it themselves and feel like they know everything and feel like they can change everybody the mm -hmm. way they change themselves um, and when they're not open to learning and learning the physiology behind things and the, and the science behind things um, you know those are the individuals that that aren't so successful because they feel like they know it all okay mm -hmm. now when you say that yes there are going to be clients that are going to have much different needs varying needs varying medical conditions yes so what do you suggest if you have people that are right now considering I want to get a trainer? Yeah. Who who should they be looking for? Yeah. Like as I mentioned, you know, somebody somebody just needs a cheerleader. Yeah. Somebody might need a therapist. You know, somebody might need yes. the doctor, right? Yes. Like, amazing. What questions should a person be asking uh, or checking off their list when choosing the mm -hmm. right person? Because like I said, I want to look like yep. one person, but they might not actually they could do it for themselves, but mm -hmm. can they do it for me? Exactly. Right? Okay. Yeah, and so you have to understand that. So people that you you may follow on Instagram, and mm -hmm. I'm not saying that Instagram trainers aren't certified. Some are, some aren't. Um, but what I'm saying is you, just because someone looks fantastic and they have a low percentage body fat and they can move amazing, it doesn't mean they're going to be able to make you move like that or look like that. So my recommendation is... Um, always know what you're looking for. So what motivates you? For some people, for you personally, you want to look like the person you're gonna hire. For some people, that's intimidating. And so they don't really wanna hire somebody that is, you know, quote unquote, perfect looking. Um, and so what I always recommend is know who you're looking for, um, know the, um, you know, the, the points that you, you want to, that you wanna see in somebody, and then interview them you know, meet with them. Should you be in, right. So you don't just get the trainer that the gym is giving you. Totally. Are you allowed to say, listen, I'd like to interview three potential trainers? <laughs> yes. Or, okay. Absolutely. And it goes both ways, right? And so, um, for example, as a trainer, I may not be a good match to the client, and that's fine too. And the client may not be a good match to the trainer, and that's good too. And it's a mutual agreement that must be made, and you guys, that's why the meeting is so important. So yes, the health club will say, hey, you're up next for this, this, mm -hmm. this potential client, but if you're not a match then let's move on to the next person. Mm -hmm. And that's for both people, especially if they're committing to a long-term investment of personal training with this individual. If they're not a match and they're not motivated by this person, like for me, I don't want someone who's gonna spend an entire session talking and, and you know explaining everything in fine detail. I wanna get to work. I wanna know what I'm doing, mm -hmm. but I wanna get to work. So if I have that trainer that doesn't put me to work, that's not gonna work for me. 
Well, and sometimes I'll be, you know, I because I'm in the gym, I'm very observant. I yeah. watch, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really do watch mm-hmm. people. And so and sometimes I feel like this person's really just there for a therapy session, right? Yes, they're, and that, they're lying there in a stretch, and, and I'm listening. I'm like, oh, you... <laughs> You should be paying triple the amount and going on yes. in, in, in a doctor's office right now. You yes. know, like it's sometimes yeah. it's it's the outlet. You got it. You know, or it's true. Everyone is looking like, for something different. This podcast is brought to you by Extension Marketing. They are a new breed of marketing agency that acts as your virtual marketing department, designing and implementing cost-effective marketing strategies that will grow your business. I can speak to this personally as I've been using the Extension Marketing team to help me launch and grow my business. Founder Pat Whalen has been a lifesaver for me, a genuine coach guiding me along the way into uncharted territory. Tell them you're a friend of the show and receive a free one-hour consultation. Check them out at extensionmarketing.com. So for some people, they want to get in there and they just want to work out to a point where they feel nauseous. And some people are just going through the paces and maybe they want to come in at the end of the day and talk to somebody and that's you know, I used to have clients that would literally come and say, hey, this session, could we just like sit in the office and chat? And I'm not going to say no, because at that moment, this person doesn't want to work out. But by coming in and chatting, maybe they're going to walk out if you're feeling better. And I know mm-hmm. that they're going to make better choices when they get home instead of putting them through a workout when they're really not up to it and, and, and vomiting and maybe never coming <laughs> back again, you know. But you made a good point I wanted to touch on. Um, when personal trainers become certified, or if someone is looking for a certification, understand that as a personal trainer, they should be a professional, right? So when um, one of the first things that you're looking for is, uh, is A, do they take their job seriously? Are they a professional? Um, and as a personal trainer, you have to understand that everybody you're meeting doesn't necessarily want to look like you right? Mm-hmm. And they may have medical conditions. And as a, uh, as a fitness professional, I need to know how to deal with pre and postnatal moms. I need to know with someone that's just come out of, you know, heart surgery or, or maybe they're in a treatment plan, or maybe they're, you know, they have um, mental health uh, issues that can benefit through working out. And so I have to understand that not everyone is just there to have 15% right. body fat. They're there for different reasons. And so no matter which way you're becoming certified, you have to be prepared uh, for every type of person. There, I mean, and I and I look at that, and I know there, there's people who are arthritic or who are in pain. Like sometimes yes. we 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 don't understand just how much effort it took that person to walk into the gym Absolutely. in the first place. Absolutely. And sometimes I just want to celebrate that. I, like you have left your home. Yes. You could be in pain. You could be dreading this. But the fact that I always celebrate a person walking into yes. a facility. Yes. You know, it's a big it, for many. It's a it's a it's a big deal. It is a very big deal. And not only that, they're not only in pain, but maybe they're intimidated. Maybe they've never done this before and they finally got the courage to walk in. So you want to make sure that it is a, a good experience for them. And I'm all about that experience. It has to be a good experience. You changed though, going from mm-hmm. that that big facility and kind of the main franchises to branching out onto your own. And so and there are a lot of people yeah. who are doing that. And so talk about the benefits of kind of one versus the other yeah. and and being in a more intimate private one-on-one session for sure so you know starting out in the commercial health world was probably the best thing I ever did um, I, I was able to move into management positions so I was able to oversee teams of personal trainers I was able to manage budgets I was able to see how things operate which to me only helped me grow so I spent eight years doing that um, and 
and then from there, you, as a personal trainer, like I mentioned, most of them are entrepreneurial um, geared, mm -hmm. which I am. And I knew ultimately I always wanted to work on my own. And so it was time. You know, I got to a point where I realized where things were starting to change. Um, and I realized that when I can't change the system, I need to change my system. Mm -hmm. And so my system became, I need to go on my own now, and I need to just create my own business, uh, small scale to start, um, and just get my feet wet and, and mm -hmm. jump in, <laughs> you know? So what was that like? I mean, I, we've yeah. done a number of, you, you're, you've created such a wonderful space yeah. uh, within your home, but yes. really it is like full entrance on the side, you walk yeah. into a mini gym. Right, and it was scary at first, you know, and I started out in a much smaller space. Um, and it was before, imagine, the internet world, <laughs> right? So people couldn't really Google me and they couldn't really find me on Facebook and, and everything mm -hmm. else. So it was like I had to get out there and, and referral, referral-based, develop relationships and try and grow my business that way. So the, yes, they were coming into my home. Um, and then at that point it grew, which was fantastic. And then I had to move into a bigger space. I mean, ultimately my goal was always to open a gym. Um, and I'm still not there yet, you know, and I'm not even going to say that I will ever go there because right now for the last 10 years, having a home-based business has really worked for me. Mm -hmm. And I have a strong uh, clientele base that has been following me, uh, gratefully, for years, you know, mm -hmm. for the last 10 years. And so things are good and I'm happy. And, and, and from there, I run a corporate site as well. So it takes me out of the, out of the house, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. what, what are the benefits then? I some people need things going on around them, you know, and Agreed. right. They just need noise. They need people. And you come into a different environment where it's one-on-one, -on -one, yes. you know, what are the pros and the cons to that? Yes. And so you nailed it because I, I went from working with a team yeah. and like hundreds of people in through the doors every yeah. day to being in, on my own. <laughs> you know, Connie, I went from being <laughs> yes, in, in front of massive amounts of people every single morning with, you know, my teeth brushed, my hair done in a dress and stiletto. <laughs> to I don't I haven't seen somebody in three days right like I get that you totally get it you get it I get Exa that exactly um and so you know I love when my client would walk in be like, a person hey. I get to talk to a person a real person totally totally and that was and you know so it was awesome and so at that time I was doing one-on-one -on -one training um, and then the industry shifted and we started seeing a little bit more group training. Um, and it's, it's that's actually a boom right now, but 10 years ago it wasn't a boom, but it started shifting and, and I noticed that shift happening and I thought, you know what, this is kind of cool because I can only train one person at five o'clock on Monday, but five people want to come at five o'clock on Monday. So hey, why don't we put them together and create a program and a system to make that happen? So yes, I, I grew my personal training into more of a group setting as well. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Do you find that people work better? Okay, you have an individual. Have you seen them work one way on their own and another way when there's five other people? 100%. Okay, what do you see? 100%. So, you know, by human nature, we naturally want to show off in front of other people you know it's just like a human instinct and so I think when people are within a group or a small group um, they're motivated by each other and it, it's a little internal competition and, and not necessarily competition you have to be better but it's just a little competition and for some people they actually don't like groups so mm -hmm. they're very I was against. gonna say for someone who's going I'm not into the competitive yes. thing I don't want that or they don't want to right they just don't want to be with other people and they don't like the noise and for some people that one-on-one -on -one personal training is still working for them but for I actually find a larger percentage prefers the group 
because the camaraderie, camaraderie <laughs> being with the team, um, you know, being able to use that as a social mm -hmm. time. So I have, you know, clients that have been coming Monday and Wednesday or Tuesday and Thursday with the same group of people for close to 10 years. That's their tribe now, mm -hmm. right? So they know that if they miss their session on Monday, they're not just missing me, they're missing their tribe the of people. Mm -hmm. Has that been a big benefit? Like, have you yes. seen the change of people or even like an introvert now has friends or has an outlet? Absolutely. Like the it's it's crazy. Like it's just they've developed this family, um, this family feel with each other. And it's it's when you think about it, we're seeing each other two or three times a week. You know, some of us don't see our family that often. So it really does become a family affair. Are they able to celebrate their victories? Like have you seen yes. that they're reaching their goals together, either if it's, you know, weight loss or, or management yeah. or eating better, like that they're they're doing it better. They're because cheerleaders themselves. Exactly. Um, and, and, you know, years ago, not years, well, yeah, I guess four years ago or five years ago, I put in a team um, to challenge a Spartan race. And for my client base, that they would never would have done that on their own. Mm -hmm. But we did it as a team, and we did it together, and we did it as a family. And there was approximately 30 of us um, that got out there, and, and most of moms, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, that never would get dirty in the mud climbing up uh, mountains. And to see stuff like that, they wouldn't do that on their own. But because they've developed this family, mm -hmm. it's really motivating. Mm -hmm. It's it's fun to see in that sense. And these are kind of been more like boot campy kind of things, I'm assuming, yeah. when you've got the five women or, or your clients coming together. Yeah. I'm also seeing a shift. Like, I like to work out on, on my own. Like, yeah. I can yeah. self-motivate. I can get it yeah. done. But yeah. I'm looking at all of these different kind of facilities opening up, right? Yes. Like, uh, the wheelhouse, like, the, the cycling, the yes. spins. Like, I mean, it's like a cult with people yes. are like, no, you go in and it's like a club and you're, yes. like, cycling and – uh, you know, these different kinds of yogas or the, yes. the bar fitness, like there's always something, yeah. now there's the nine rounds, like boxing, like yeah. there's always something evolving. A new trend. Yeah. Right. There's always trend. And this industry um, from its like very early days has always been trendy. What's the newest thing? What's the newest gadget? What's the newest tool? What's the newest class um, I can do? And, and yes, right now it is a group setting, whether mm -hmm. it be on a bike, whether it be CrossFit, whether it be gymnastics, whatever it may be. Um, it is a group trend. And, you know, whatever works for you is fantastic. Whatever is going to get you there, you may not like what well, I know you do. <laughs> some people might not like, like uh, weight training, so they prefer the cycling. And some people may not like cycling, and they prefer the mm -hmm. weight training. And so you have to find your avenue. But don't you think people should have a balance? Yes. Like, I, I feel like, I mean, I know my, the, my friends who are doing the site, like, they live yeah. by it, you know? Mm -hmm. But then for me, I'm like, well, where, where's the development of, yeah. of everything else? Like, there's 100%. still, like, th should there still be a balance? 100%. I totally agree. I mean, I come from a strength and conditioning background, mm -hmm. so I firmly 100% believe that if you don't have strength training in your routine, um, you're not well balanced, <laughs> right? And that's just my thing. Um, so I do believe there should be balance. And when it comes to science, you do need that um, progression, um, that overload, that variety into your plan in order to feel better overall, to feel stronger, to move, you know, to be more limber, you need a balance. Okay. And the science, the science hasn't changed. No. The industry has changed drastically. The yes. science is still very similar. And you know, what's funny is like, right, science is science, right? And, and, and we are even, we don't even, we haven't even touched the nutritional science as much as we can. Um, 
the physiology of the body. Like it's it's so extreme. And and um, but what's happening is we're bringing back old science, saying it's new. <laughs> you know, like if you talk about um, trends, let's look at a nutrition trends, and everything's like macros. Well, are you following the macro plan? I mean, macros are fundamental things you need to survive: <laughs> carbohydrates, protein good fats you know um and so this is not new but people are recycling old science and making it a trend uh and people are because people catch on to that exactly right it's trendy it's trendy right but it's like if you shake them you're like we've been telling you this yes and you know (laughs) another one another one is functional training Mm -hmm. i mean functional training has taken over i would say the last 10 years or so in a big way um and functional training is fantastic you move the way your body should but let's not forget about traditional lifting, right? Because that worked for years. Let's not forget about a bench press or, you know, a lap pull down. Let's let's not forget about the functional the traditional moves that we've mm-hmm. done for years. And functional training is fantastic and we should incorporate the two. But yes, sometimes science gets a little too trendy and we lose sight of the basics. The basics. Yeah. Basic knowledge is is I, I still firmly believe in the 80 20 rule right yeah. and 80 percent is what's happening in your kitchen uh and what's happening and what you're consuming <laughs> so we can talk all about this training and training sure. and training but uh how much do you still have to emphasize that no matter what you're doing with your client yeah. if they're leaving your facility and going and getting in the car and having the chocolate bar or you know yeah and, and would you how how do you manage that in saying you're putting all your effort into what you're doing with them in that hour and yet Mm -hmm. they're leaving you and you have no control exactly and you can't control that right because Mm -hmm. nobody can control anybody um but what you have to do as a fitness professional um is inspire people and educate them to a point where they want to do it for themselves because if they're just coming in for their workout like you said and you see a lot of these new trainers that think that the biggest baddest hardest workout is the greatest thing you could do for your client um, that's not always the case, right? You have to be able to get them in, educate them, and and empower them to want to continue on their own. So when they're at home, they're making the right food choices. They're doing their homework. They're working out every day or every second day in order to maintain progress. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. monitor? Do you ask? Of course. Like, can but you do that? Like, is that being pushy or is that saying, no, you've hired me to do something. I need to follow up on it. Yeah. What are you what are you consuming? Yeah. And so, I mean, I've had people, you know, log. And so show me seven days of, of the food intake because they do nutritional coaching as well. So, you know, show me the food intake. And, you know, you know, that when you see these logs, they're not necessarily always the truth. Right. And so people will put on paper what they want, what they know that you want to see. Um, and so, you know, it comes down to just really empowering that individual to want to do it for themselves, making them really understand their why they want to do it for themselves and not feel like they have to do it for you as the coach or the trainer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and when we talk about the industry, what's become really popular is coaching, right? And so coaches, you see coaches online everywhere, health coaches, nutrition coaches, fitness coaches. Um, and what these people do well is they interact with these people and keep them accountable. So accountability, maybe it's a Facebook group. Maybe it's accountability daily emails or texts. So that works really well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's, a, that's something that has shifted a bit, that as a personal trainer, you can't, you've got 30 clients that you're seeing. Or yes. Like you're not able to email everyone out no. saying, how is your day going? What have you eaten today? But yeah. the coaching 
is yeah. taking on its own. And that's where the groups come into play because you could do group coaching um, and you take advantage of technology, right? So, there's, so that's where it's working for you. Yes, you could use software that does um, automatic emails or automatic text messages and, and people just need to see, hey, how are you doing today? To remember, oh, right, mm -hmm. better make the right choices or I better go for a walk or mm -hmm. I better you know, work out. Okay, what do you think about the, that technology then, like yeah. the Fitbits, uh, yeah. you know, and do you like them? Do you? Yeah, so there's definitely some that are, are more reliable than others um, and some of them that aren't so great. I think what I love about them is it gets people moving, mm -hmm. um, but what I don't love is when people are so, I guess, obsessed with that number or obsessed with the with the with the counting and the logging and the recording everything um, you know that becomes sometimes too compulsive and we just it's not becoming a lifestyle um, and so the technology I find that some are great and some aren't so reliable so if you kind of shake it <laughs> it says that you took a couple steps do you know what I mean and so okay, necessarily yeah. not necessarily you're actually moving can you tell the ones that are working and not yes so the higher quality ones, the higher brand ones, the higher end ones, the more expensive ones are, are definitely some that are. So you, if yeah. you're going to make an investment in doing that, yes, invest in it. Yes. Because you're saying some you shake and then, yeah. oh, look, I magically right. take 10 Right, like steps. a little, um, you know, a little manual pedometer that you may get free somewhere mm -hmm. may not be the best option. But the technology ones that have the software behind them, a little more reliable. Okay. Yeah. And do you like that it monitors heart rate, you know, cal like how many steps taken? Like what for yeah. you is the main number that you're looking for from those mm -hmm. devices? So when you look at calories burned, I mean, there's so much that goes beyond a calorie um, that you're not always getting the true value on these um, mm -hmm. machines. And, and, you know, even going back to like a treadmill or a bike or an elliptical, you know, the monitor. Oh my God, don't use those. Right? I remember we exactly. did segments on that, yes. right? Yeah. Yes. I never look at that right. calorie counter or step. Like, I'm like, how or do you possibly rate? know what this is? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Or heart rate. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, like the best way to measure your heart rate is, is with a chest strap. And when you, a lot of these devices, they're not using a chest strap, right? The treadmills, mm -hmm. the watches. Um, and so some of them are better than others, but it's not always an accurate reading. Okay. Yeah consider that yes. there are ways for you to become more knowledgeable and we're, and we're not just talking for trainers but you know for people to go to these fitness expos and to kind yeah. of do uh kind of think outside the box a little bit and that's something that you've been doing with your yeah. activate mm -hmm. uh for a number of years yeah. so we knew the importance for you to kind of get out and certify and right. why you were passionate about making sure the right people were getting into the industry yeah. what was your idea behind starting your own expo yeah awesome um so it's been five years uh, this coming april and what really um, led me to this is I've been in this for 20 years. And so it's hard to stay motivated and um, focused, you know, to keep transforming people's lives day after day after day. And so for me, what worked for me always is attending live events. And so, you know, I would attend two or three a year um, and they just fire me back up and they educate me and they provide me with the new tools that I need to keep going. Mm -hmm. And so, for me, um, that was one of the avenues. The second avenue is, yes, I was educating people and I was certifying them, but then I didn't know what they were doing after. And so I wanted to provide an opportunity for fitness professionals in Ottawa to obtain continuing education credits. Um, and thirdly, um, I expanded it to the general population because I'm so passionate about education and learning proper technique and protocols and, and methodologies, um, I opened it up to the general public so that I'm providing a, a team of international presenters that are coming to Ottawa to really educate and empower not only fitness pros but um, mm -hmm. but 
the general public. Okay. Well. Mm-hmm. And I think I remember you've had people that I'm like, I recognize you from uh, UTV. <laughs> uh, and yeah. and so you've gotten, you've researched. And so this year, tell us a little bit more about Activate. Yeah. So this year, um, I'm partnered with the City of Ottawa Parks and Rec and also Mabadi Athletic, and uh, which is fantastic. These two organizations have invested in their staff, invested mm-hmm. in their personal trainers um, to educate them and to keep them inspired to inspire their members, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. And that's what our basis is. And so this year, um, I have 18 presenters coming. Um, there is a full day of various tracks from movement to nutrition to science to resilience training, everything from A to Z um, for conditioning and strength and mobility. And um, it's on April 21st. <laughs> and it's uh, there's five different tracks. And there's a small expo where people can walk around. Uh, it's an interactive expo, so it's not huge. But it's mm-hmm. you can take your body composition. You could try out an obstacle course race, um, and you could do you could get a free massage. And so it's just something fun that I wanted to create for the city and for the community. Okay, so if people are listening to this podcast, it might have already happened, yeah. but it is yeah. happening here <laughs> in Ottawa, uh, April twenty first. Yes. Where is it happening? At the Ottawa Conference and Event Center. Okay. Coventry. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and is there a cost for the general public? Is there? Yep. So it's five dollars just to walk in and, and mm-hmm. to walk around, um, meet some people, and to try the obstacle course. Also, we have a uh, fitness class that they can take, and they could attend the keynote presentation, which is an inspirational message for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, if you wanted to take a workshop or a seminar, there it is forty five dollars to take one of the professional seminars and workshops but you don't have to be an actual trainer to take right. those no but you are encouraging yes. as you have been yes. trainers and people in the fitness industry yes. to continue to expand their knowledge you got their it. base and so that's the opportunity for them at this yeah we have well. to right in order to remain that certification um, and to remain insured we have to take continuing education courses and so for me uh, that's why I created it mm-hmm. for them okay yeah. work and information to get in on all of this is on where? activatefit.ca okay mm-hmm. ActivateFit.ca yep. for the expo, and then yes. for CU Fit Personal Training, where are people going? GetSweat.ca. That's your new website. GetSweat.ca. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know what? It's it's been interesting to chat and over the years to see kind of mm. how things have evolved, uh, and I kind of I've gotten caught in it because. Um, while I've been transitioning into kind of health and wellness and lifestyle, yeah. uh, I find sometimes that I get caught up in what I'm seeing online, yes. right? And it's just like, how are these people getting there? Or, yeah. uh, you know, and the one thing I do really like looking at is the transformation pages yes. where you see oh, yeah. the transformations of people. And I just like, I just want to write on all of them. Like, good for Yay. you. Yay. <laughs> like, so good. And yes. I find those are the most inspiring. I cry at two things. Yep. I cry at soldiers coming home, like soldier yes. reunions yep. and yep. surprising their kids. Yep. I'll cry every single video. Yep. But I also get emotional when I do see the full transformation Amazing. of individuals and it's like the life that they've given themselves back like tenfold you it's know wild. it yeah. is amazing to see and not only that but when you see a transformation physically mentally there's an even bigger transformation yeah. that has happened because to get there they went through a lot of steps and it's totally amazing it like it's it's one of the hardest yeah. things but once you're into yeah. it and once the wheel starts spinning yeah. it becomes easier and easier yeah. You know, and it's just, it's exciting. And it's getting there and it's finding your path. And for some people, they just, they don't know where to go and they are overwhelmed. The industry right now is so but overwhelming. Have you, do you have your favorites? Like, do you have your favorite transformation clients where if you're having a tough day, you remember the impact you did or that yes. change of the person? 
100%. And for me, um, it's more of a, a mental transformation. You know, it's helping people get through the day with no anxiety. It's putting a smile on their face when they're not so happy or they feel lonely or sad or depressed. And those, to me, that's that's my niche. For me, it's more of mental transformations. Mm-hmm. You know, I haven't really transformed someone where they've lost 100 pounds or 200 pounds, um, but I have transformed people into really getting out there and taking a bite out of life because mm-hmm. they feel stronger, they feel fitter, they feel more empowered, they feel good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this is it. And for those of you who may be inspired to become one of those people, uh, Connie's been able to kind of get you down the right path and know that if you were part of that list, this is definitely uh, kind of the field that might be for you. You know, and and it it really, it really is. And and don't be intimidated by all the steps that you should take in order to find the right certification, the right education. It starts with passion. If you have the passion and you have the willingness to learn and to take the proper steps, you will be successful in your career, Mm -hmm. right? You've done a great job, Connie. Oh, by the way, looking forward to being a part of that on the 21st uh, to come out uh, and to be a part of that as well. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us. There you have it. Episode 9, Living Your Life with Leanne Lang. It's said that the more time you have to invest, the greater the return. Well, guess what? Kids have the most time if we learn to invest early. That's why I created the Cash Kid Podcast, where I teach kids and some adults financial skills they need to know on how to earn, save, and invest their money. Join me on this journey as we interview experts and explore topics that allow you to grow your money as kids. This podcast will help you become the money expert among your family and friends. Just remember, anyone can be a cash kid. You just have to learn how to become one. Get ready to grow your financial knowledge and your wallet with the Cash Kid Podcast.